This episode is brought to you by Bolt and Barrel Oil. Bolt and Barrel is a premium synthetic graphene-infused all-purpose lubricant that will outperform anything on the market. The graphene in Bolt and Barrel's formula creates a microscopic separation in between metal-on-metal contacts. Great for farms, bicycles, power tools, or anything that needs a high-performance lubricant. Bolt and Barrel is a veteran-owned company and available online at www.boltandbarreloil.com as well as select retailers around the country. Check them out on Instagram at Bolton Barrel Oil. Again, that's www.boltonbarreloil.com and use promo code scrolling for 10% off at checkout. This episode has also been brought to you by Cloverstone Digital Group. Cloverstone Digital Group has been in the business since 2003. They've helped everyone from a one-person business with a small budget like myself to national retailers with a $35 million budget. They're helping me with my business and they can help you too. You can find them on Instagram at Cloverstone Digital Group or www.cloverstonedigital.com. They're offering free consultations. Just let them know that Tom sent you. Again, that's www.cloverstonedigital.com or on Instagram at Cloverstone Digital Group. What is up, y'all? What's going on? What's happening, man? Huggy, what's up, baby? Nothing much. Good to see you again. Been a while. Yes, it has, my dude. Yes, it has, man. Um, How you been holding up, man? How's everything going? I've been holding up pretty good. I can't complain. It's, uh, yo, the, uh, the, what do you call those bugs? The cicadas are gone. Cicadas. They're gone. (laughs) So what, another 17 years till you see them again? (laughs) Yeah. Some weird shit. Some weird shit like that. Yeah. They're they're gone. Like no more walking around with like my guard up, you know, and trying to not get smacked in the face by one. Yeah. Cause them motherfuckers hit with a vengeance, don't they? They did. Uh, It was, oh God, they were just everywhere. (laughs) Were they that much out there where you at? Where I I live here in Northern Virginia, they were everywhere. Every tree was a division plus size element of just cicadas. And they were, and they're just kind of like a bunch of privates that just kind of run around and run into shit. They don't know what they're doing in their life expectancy (laughs) long. I go on and on, but. Yeah, what's been up with you, man? Man, bro, nothing. Um, you know, just bro, I'm still trying to get out, man. I'm, you know, <laughs> yeah. So I had to, um, I had to do some extra paperwork. You know, my paperwork did come back, by the way. You know, what I'm saying I don't know if I told you yeah. that, but it came back, and um, you know, I just got to do some extra stuff real quick. But I'm looking at now. I'm looking at around September. So by the time you're officially out of the army, it's probably when mm-hmm. I'll be home. Yeah. Um, so you know, that's that's a good man. Um, Huggy man, today we're gonna be talking about. Grief and mental health. I think it's an outstanding uh, subject to talk about. Yeah, it's it's kind of one of those things where you you try to look at all the podcasts, all the episodes you've done so far, and it's like, hey, what have we not covered? And we haven't. Uh, yeah. And this is the one thing that's like gravely important uh, that we have to deal with, depending on our profession and depending on how big our family is, will determine how often you have to deal with that. Facts, man. And, 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 and it becomes part of, uh, uh, just a normal adult life, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like you start becoming an adult, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Things just, you know what I'm saying? People just falling off, man. And it's, it's, it's just all a part of it. Like, I, th- I think that's one thing that, you know, as I reflect back on like all the people that have passed away in my life and that I've lost in my life, I like, you never imagine that when you're a little kid, you're so naive, like you said, like naive to the world and everything, and like you don't ever expect it to go the way that it does. But when it starts happening so often, um, you know, it becomes like, like I said, just a everyday life. Like you know what I'm saying? You grieve for a little bit, and go on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. 
So here is the standard regular definition of grief. All right. Deep sorrow, especially that caused by someone's death. She was overcome with grief. That's the example. She was overcome with grief. Okay. So the common trend seems to be there's like seven stages of grief. So we're going to go through those fairly quickly because everyone knows what these are. The first one is shock and denial. Yep. Uh, this, this is pretty much the state of disbelief. Second is pain and guilt. Uh, third is anger and bargaining. Yep. Um, next is depression. Then the upward turn. Uh, then the reconstruction and working through. Yep. Uh, and then acceptance and hope in any of your time of grief in any capacity, no matter who it was, did you ever stay in one of those stages longer? Yeah. Um, like thinking about it right now, um, I'm actually in, I've, there's a certain death in my life that I have not gone through all these stages and it's been 20, uh, it'll be almost 20 years next this, this coming up, uh, January. So oh, yeah, wow. like yeah, so like my sister's death, man. Like I fucking one hundred and ten percent have not gone through all these stages. Like I'm <laughs> like, like like I have it. You know what I mean? Because it happened very young. Um, it happened, you know, when I was uh, just in the army. So I had a lot going on in my life at that time. You know what I mean? Yeah. With, yeah. So like we had Bosnia coming up. You know, we were. You know what I mean? So I had all this stuff going on as far as work. Um, and I, at the time I wasn't living with her. So for me, I'm not gonna lie to you. I've always like uh, just stopped it as. I just can't get a hold of her, I, you know what I mean? Like she's yeah. just the way, I, you know, I just can't reach her on the phone type thing. So I haven't gone through all these stages yet, man. But if I had to say, um, usually for me, it's it's the anger and bargaining, you know, or like the, you know, saying the depression. Um, obviously depression right now for my sisters, but I'd say a lot of the other ones, like I kind of get stuck around anger and bargaining for a good for a good minute out of all, you know? Yeah, I, I was thinking that before I asked the question and, and, I'm, and I'm pretty much right there. Right. It's and to be honest with you, it's not even bargaining. It's just anger. It's just anger. Right. Yeah. I was looking at bargaining since they were together. I kind of figured yeah. out I'd, nope. I'd warp them up. But it is just straight anger. It is. Yeah. They could be they could be completely separate. Uh so one other interesting thing uh I would say about the seven phases is I'm sure you can jump around. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure you course. can start at the first stage and then go to fourth, but then go right back to first. I'm sure. Of course. Uh, as often as you relive the experience or think of the the person. But one other thing that I, I found this interesting when I saw it was what grief does to your body. And when I think back to me growing up in the elders in my family, the women who lost their husbands, the husband who lost their wives and so forth. Right. How that changed them physically. Right. Where's, quickly. Where's your down? Yeah. You know, and that that 40 year old look starts to you start to age almost twice as fast because of the grief. And that's why sometimes you hear of stories of a spouse dying and then the the remaining spouse dying shortly after. Shortly after, you know, and that's basically they they grieve themselves so much that it affected them uh, internally and mentally. Um, but yeah. yeah, people forget that, that, that weighs on your body, um, heavily, heavily. Very Is there heavy. anyone that, you know, that lost someone who kind of like physically, it saw, you saw them go through it. Like it took a toll on them. My mom, my mom, when her mom passed away, um, mm. uh, this happened around the same time when I was joining the army. Um, um, yeah, like my, and and my sister, uh, like like honestly, I seen that t- take a huge toll on my dad, on my parents. You know, obviously, um, I see him. Yeah, I saw that took a 
Like where you definitely, like you said, you see it on their body, you see it on their face, you see it on their, you know, you just can see all the hurt and the agony and the pain that, yeah. that they've been going through. You know what I mean? Um, so it's, it's, yeah, for me, it's been that man. Like my, si my sister, you know, for my parents and then all the rest of us, but my parents, I would say, I, I, I visually saw them changing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. How about you? Yeah. Um, I think for me, I end up seeing one of my aunts go through it. Um, but I'll, I'll share that specific thing later. Right. But she was the model example of this is what happens when all of these things happen at one time. Okay. Um, so, you know, which leads me to sometimes we, we forget that grief not only affects you, you know, externally, but it also affects your, your mental health as well. Um, and here are some of the symptoms that, you know, or that can kind of give you an idea if grief has really gotten a hold of you. The first one is prolonged sadness on a daily basis. I think we all go through that yep. during oh. the initial loss for, you yeah. know, a day or so. Um, the next one is extremely focusing on the loss of that person. Right. Uh, followed by neglecting daily responsibilities because of depression. That's an interesting one. You stop shaving, you stop Stop going to the yourself. gym, yep. eating, you know, how many times have you eaten? Oh, I haven't eaten since like, oh, okay, gotcha. Yep. Um, no motivation to interact with people or attend social events. Facts. Uh, detachment from your family and friends. <laughs> Absolutely. Facts. Uh, difficulty accepting the loss after ample time has passed. That's one mm -hmm. of those things where like, you know, auntie's son died 10 years ago, but she's still going through it. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, and the last one is intense emotions such as anger and pain towards uh, the loss. So are there any of those phases that you found yourself stuck in a little bit longer than the other ones or uh, some of those symptoms that is? Um, yeah, uh, you know, just not, just not taking care of myself, just not doing what I need to do, kind of lacking on everything that I'm supposed to be doing. And, mm -hmm. and need to be doing, uh, you know, but that goes, you know, uh, from, you know, beyond the shaving and taking care of yourself just healthy wise, but to even work shit, you just start kind of letting everything just start falling inside. So yeah, for me, I would say is that I just started to get kind of, you know, uh, I don't want to say complacent, man, but I just let everything lack to the side for, you know what I'm saying, for a bit, you know. Yeah, mine would be one and one only. That's detachment from your friends and family. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's, I've, I've been in that phase. Right. And I don't think the train's going to come pick me up and take me anywhere else anytime soon. Right. Uh, but that's a whole nother story. Uh, so let me ask you this. Do you remember the first time that you knew or the first time someone that you knew died? Like, were you six, seven? Was it a auntie? What was the case? It was my sister. Uh, and, uh, we, we, like us, you and I were at JRTC uh, January, getting ready to go to Bosnia that couple months later. Mm -hmm. um, man, dude, damn, you're right. This is gonna be a little emotional. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. So like, I remember the exact like. So I was the. Um, I don't know. You want me to tell this real quick or? or? No, no, we're, we're we're gonna get there. But you, there was no one else that had died in your family before that. That yeah, I had like my grandma died. My grandma died. You know what I mean? Um, you know, aunts, uncle. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe third cousins, shit like that. But nobody, no, nobody is as, as close Someone's as my significant. sister. No, my sister was by far the, the okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I got you. Yeah. 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 Um, 
I'm kind of like you, like I, I got a really big family. So, you know, we used to average like a death every year or death every two years. Cause it's just, a, it was a big family. Right. Um, but I think the first person I remember dying was probably my great grandmother, my great, great grandmother. Right. Uh, she was already older when I was born anyway, but uh, she died and she was something called an Eastern star, which I think is the female version of a Mason or something it is. like that. Yep, yep. Uh, but she, she died. I remember that. And I remember seeing all my family members just consumed with grief because she was the leader. She was the right. elder. We were all birthed from her, the whole entire the family. So yeah, she was the first one. And I just remember I was sad, but I think I was just more sad to see all the other people, everybody else. It's that was, they were sad. It's contagious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So do you think that there is a difference between like, what are some of the differences between the, like a death in actual combat or combat related versus like an actual family member? That you have time to even, even think <laughs> that, that you even have the time to think that there's seven stages. You know what I'm saying? Ah, that's a very good point. Hold <laughs> on, uh, hold on, hold on. That's good. So... You know, obviously in combat, you don't have that moment to no. go through any of the stages. I don't even, I think, I'm, and I'm looking at the stages. I'm like, maybe a- there's a- one. Yeah. Which one are you going to say? I'm probably going to say anger. Anger. Yeah, yeah. You know. 110%. Yeah. You, know, you just, you, you, you go out to do your job. Sometimes you just put a little extra on top. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. A little more effort to what I'm doing. <laughs> but that's a good point, though. It's. You don't have the you don't have the time to process any nah, of it. Nah, you don't, man. Oh, I mean, the only no. caveat is if you're back in garrison, like stateside, then someone like dies in like a car crash or something like that. But it's still some of the same shit applies, kind of sort of. Well, yeah, exact same shit applies. Like I'm saying, like you just hit it right, and like you know, right now you and I just said, um, you know, anger, uh, you know, is, is probably like the only one. But I think you know, like looking at this now, I think only two: anger and depression. Because mm-hmm. you're you're angry immediately and, and you want to you know get back, but then I think that whole rest of the time after that you're depressed because it, it does become very somber for the rest almost you know almost immediately for the rest of the time until you get back home. You know what I mean? And e- even then it's not. But I would say at first initially definitely man anger and depression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and man. one of them in combat is more acceptable than the other. Facts. Uh. <laughs> Facts, my dude. Um. Facts. So you got to suppress the other one a little bit, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you don't have time. Nah. Like Tom, how long are you going to sit on the side of that boulder and smoke a cigarette before you come over here and you start mean, being productive? You mean the pack of cigarettes that you've been sitting <laughs> with a, with, with a dip in your mouth? <laughs> so for service members that died, because obviously when you're in the military, yeah, uh, at some point you're going to, know someone that either died in garrison or died in combat. Right. Who who was that first person for you that 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 died that had an effect on you? I mean I have an idea, but in maybe in, in combat or, or in combat, yeah. In combat, uh the first one I would say for me it was uh uh, uh January sixth, two thousand nine. That was uh um um oh wow. Anthony Davis, I'm sorry. Anthony Davis. Oh gosh, forgive me. Um 
Yeah, he he had passed away, man, and to crit, uh, you know, obviously engaging an enemy going in. But mm-hmm. I've, I've I've lost other people prior to that, but he was cl- a closer friend. You know what I mean? Like matter of fact, I had talked to him, so we had deployed separate times, and he deployed uh, a week or so, two weeks before me, and he had kind of you know what I'm saying he had called me before we were supposed to go fishing and all that shit, but he ended up going early. Um, and then you know the night that he that they had that mission and he um, engaged the enemy, I had literally talked to him like less than a day maybe you know what I'm saying probably he had called me at the other base and we had chopped it up just kind of fucking around you know what I mean so like when all that shit happened that shit was a little more different than yeah you know like I've lost guys in other companies and platoons and shit like that yeah, but yeah. but like somebody that I knew I'd say uh, Anthony Davis you know what I mean okay yeah Thibodeau is who you so Thibodeau yes of course oh Thibodeau for sure like you know what I'm saying but I was thinking more like uh my unit but Thibodeau was by far oh yeah dude and that hurt man when I found out when I graduated October 15th and I and um you know uh Francis had told me bro like I, I like lost it like you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like like I lost it uh but yeah sorry I was I was thinking more of you know what I'm saying from when I was in but yeah well, Thibodeau for sure hands down man that that hurt on a whole nother level you know what I mean whole nother level man well, mine just re- mine just reversed from yours. Right. So, and from a combat standpoint, it was Thibodeau. Right. Um, and I'm not sure where we were. We were just somewhere, and then like it just started trickling down the net. Right. And then uh, since I was in Bravo Company, obviously he used to be in Charlie Rock with us, but I think he went to Brigade. He did for the marksmanship. Uh, on the marksmanship team. Right. Um, but you know, you still see people in passing. Yeah. Um, but I just remember hearing that and me just confirming like the name and they're just kind of like, you know, I think they're pronouncing it like, like Thibodeau or something like that. And I'm kind of like, from where? Right. And they're just kind of like, oh, they said he worked at brigade level. And I'm like, cause I didn't know he was on the marksmanship team. Right. Right. And then that's when someone said he used to be in Charlie rock. If you were in Charlie rock, you knew him. Oh, uh, I, I couldn't imagine if I was there, bro. Like, like, like for all y'all, like, Fuck. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's that's it was I mean, a blow particularly for Charlie Rock. I mean, obviously for brigade level, but for Charlie Rock and the people that had served in Charlie Rock with him. Was he was he one of the first KIAs that you guys took, one of the first casualties you guys took? From brigade level, no. No. The brigade as a whole, no. Really? Okay. Um, but like I said, for the Charlie Rock, because they took a they took another L as well, but Yep. That was that was the one that I was just like, I knew him personally. Like, we knew him. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, broke yeah, bread, man. drank, yeah. that type of thing. Yeah, bro. But I it was a little bit different versus you've seen the dude a couple a couple times. Yeah. Facts, but the man. one that did hit the most was the guy in my platoon. He actually died like a couple years ago um, back, like, stateside, just battling some things and just, right. you know, and he just, he died. You know, so... I mean, those are in this profession. We're expected to kind of get these notifications that people that we serve with. Die. Right. Right. It they don't get easier. It don't get any better. It's and then you just hit a slew. I mean, and I was telling you about um, uh, another guy that had died. I had posted a picture of uh, I can't remember his name, but he was another old Charlie Rock guy. Uh, Charlie Rock dude but it's it, it just doesn't get better with time and I'm sure you you'd probably see it the same way yeah man no hell no it doesn't man like you know you just said it perfectly like even though in our profession that's ex- I hate using the word expected but it, it's just part of the job when it does happen you know what I mean like 
of course that's your boy, that's your homie, you know what I'm saying? Regardless of whether you knew him personally or you don't, that's that's your brother at the end of the day, right? Yeah. And you know, we're taught to we're taught to recover our feelings a little more quickly than other people are expected to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, move on, man. But it, like like you said, at the end of the day, it doesn't get any easier. You're All you're doing is just bottling them all up. Like regardless, regardless of how, you know, you knew that person or not, all that stuff takes toll and you're constantly bottling it up on top of every yeah. other person that you've lost or you, you've lost as a unit or something. Um, you know, it it, it, it it just gets to you, you know what I mean? And like, even just to go off of that, like I remember when Chris told me about, you know, when he lost his guy, that hurt me because it hurts because I saw the way it yeah. hurt him, you know what I mean? Because I saw the way it hurt him. I didn't know the dude, but just seeing that, that hurt me like, damn, like, like that's tough, man. You know what I mean? But yeah, man, long term, fuck. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to endure this until the day that we die. Pretty much. So since we're forty, we let's say we got another forty years. We got another forty years of hearing of of people that we serve with. Imagine that, yeah. On top of your own regular family. Exactly, man. Yeah. Uh, so I mean. it's a little bit more. But I know you mentioned earlier um, about about your sister yeah. uh, dying. So if you don't mind, just just tell me about her as a person and what it was like hearing. Well, I'm going to try. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Try as best you can. Uh, man. But the reason I say that people is because like, um, I'll be honest, man. Uh, you know, like me and Huggy talk all the time and, you know, we're always talking about how this podcast is just not about helping other people, but it also helps me out too. And as Huggy said, it kind of helps him out too. You know what I'm saying? When we talk things out. Uh, so the reason I just said that, man, is because I haven't talked about my sister. I don't talk about her. I don't, Oh wow! Like I, I, I keep a lot of it. You know what I'm saying? Except for when I go to a therapist, you know what I'm saying? As I talk about it, but even like my sister's here right now. My other older sister, we don't ever, we don't ever, ever talk oh, wow. about. Yeah, we don't ever talk about it, or just because I'm still very touchy about it. But man, dude, my sister was like, uh, she was like my mom, like, like seriously, like my mom, like dead serious. Like I followed her everywhere. She did everything for me. Matter of fact, when I was in elementary school, bro. She came to all my, te- you know what I'm saying, parent-teacher conferences. She would come to lunch with me all the time, bring lunch for my friends. The teachers and everybody thought that she was my mom. That's how that's how close we were, you know what I mean? I mean, she was only just a little bit older than me, but they just assumed she was just a young mom, you know what I mean? But, yeah, I mean, we were close like that. Like, you know, like I said, I was the youngest for, for a good while until, until my little sister, obviously, um, that came five years after me, but for the longest, I was the baby, so... I was always latched on her, which, you know what I'm saying? In like African culture and a lot of other cultures, usually the oldest daughter mm-hmm. is like, you know, the caretaker of all the kids. And, and that's just how it was. And that's how her and I became so close. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, man. So like, you know, I was at basic training and, um, you know, at the same time I had found out my parents were getting divorced. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm at basic oh, training. Wow. Yeah. So I'm at basic training. And uh, I remember, I will never forget this, man. Like, they called me into the office, which was weird. You know what I mean? Like to the, to the, to the captain's office, you know what I'm saying? To the commander. And I'm like, what's going on? They're like, Hey, the phone's for you. And I'm like, well, we just have phone privileges. You know what I'm saying? For y'all that don't know the pay phone privileges when you get it, like, you know what I'm saying? Once every couple of weeks. Yeah. Just like jail. Yeah, just, just, <laughs> just like jail, man. So I was like, I was like, I was like, Oh, we just had phone privileges. Like, oh, okay. You know? And uh, they were like, no, you, like everybody was all different. Yeah, <laughs> like drill sergeants weren't mean. They calling you stupid. They <laughs> calling you none of that shit. So I like even then I still didn't know, man. But as soon as I answered, my sister was on the phone, and uh, you know she starts crying and shit, and I'm just like, yo, what's going on? And she's like, I got cancer. I got breast cancer, and they're saying I only got six months left. So I'm like, well, fuck the army. Like I'm done. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I'm coming home, man. Like fuck this shit. 
And um, that conversation with her is honestly why I even stayed 20 or why I was even staying past 20 or even, even thinking about staying past 20 was because I remember she said, no, you're not. Like, no matter what happens, you're going to stay there and you're going to do, you know what I'm saying, do your best. You're going to continue to push yourself. You know what I'm saying? Just encouraging me. And she said to me, you know, just remember, I always, you know what I'm saying, if you love it, because I loved it. Even at basic training, I was like, I was like, this is my love. Like, the army's like the shit. Like, but I, I, I ain't been nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> but I loved it for some reason. I knew that was my passion. But, you know what I'm saying? So she was just like, hey, if you love it that much and you continue doing what you're doing and, and just keep pushing yourself all the way, like, no matter what. And no, you're not coming home. She's like, I already told them, you know what I'm saying? She's like, I already talked to your, to your boss or whatever, you know what I mean, uh, to not let you go. And I remember hanging up and I was like, yo, I want to go home. Like, I want to go home. Mm. Like, I'm done. Like, I like I don't want to be here no more. Like, I just want to go home. And the commander was like, check it out, man. He was like, how about we give you just a couple of days to think about it? Go back to the platoon, you know what I'm saying? Just go do everything. We'll give you a couple of days to just think about it, you know what I mean? And I had talked to my sister, I think maybe another, maybe like the next night they allowed me to talk to her again. And then... After that, something changed, you know what I'm saying, in my mind, I guess, maybe, and because and of her, obviously, and I was just like, all right, fuck it, like, I'm gonna just ride this out, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, man, like, I remember, you know, the day that I found out that she was about to pass away, we were in JRTC, like I was saying earlier, we were in JRTC, man, <laughs> and uh, I remember I was at E2, and I was supposed to be getting promoted to E3, you know what I'm saying? Which back then, it was like, kind of like a, it's kind of a little big deal. It's a big deal, yeah. Yeah, man, so I was kind of excited about it, and I don't know why I thought this, to be honest, now that I, now that it, so many years have gone by, but I don't know why I thought this, but they woke me, uh, I think it was, I don't know who it was, maybe it was Gobea, I think it was Gobea, woke me up, like in the middle of the night. So you remember we're in those big old, huge tents, yeah. and it's just everybody all at once? Yeah. So I remember they came and snuck and like woke me up, and um, you know, they were like, hey, um, you need to come over here, you know, the commander wants to talk to you, and I'm like, oh, so where's everybody else at? Like, I'm getting promoted, so we're like, you know mm -hmm. what I'm so where's everybody else at? Why are we doing this at night for? Like, I'm asking these things, <laughs> and um, I was a saw gunner, man, and they gave me the saw. Like, you know, what I'm saying I had the saw, so I picked up the saw as I was you know, standing next to my cot, and I'm like walking. I'm sorry, I was E3 going to E4. That's what it was, and mm -hmm. and and um, so they take me to another tent, and I walk in there, and I forgot our commander. He was like a little nerdy looking type dude back then. Um, mm -hmm. I don't I don't remember his name, but um, I walk in and I see him sent by himself at a table, and immediately like I'm not dumb like I know what's going on because I could see it in his face. And then as soon as like I walked in like Gobea and Gay like try to uh, or was it Francis? Ah, man, I can't remember. But they try to like because they yeah. knew. And I bro, I picked up that saw and I threw it. I was like, get me the fuck out of here right now. Fuck this shit. Like I don't even want to hear it. Like you know what I mean? Oh, wow. Like I was like I don't want to hear it. Like don't even tell me nothing. Just just. Send me home. If you don't send me home, I'm going home somehow, some way. Like, you're going to do something about it. And, you know, obviously they understood, man. And, like, you know, they pick up the saw and they're, like, coming at me. And they're, like, yo, let's just, like, let's just tell you what's happening. And they tell me everything that's happening, that she was in a coma and all that. And they called uh, Jackin. They called Jackin cause to, to, like, calm, yeah. me, calm me down. So they called Jackin. And that was when Jack was like, what do I need to do? What do we need to do to get him home, like, right now? Like, I'll drive him. Like, Jack was like, I'll drive him to the airport. You know what I'm saying? I think the airport was, like, so many hours away. Yeah, or yeah. It, 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 it was something like that. So they're trying to find logistics, and, and Jack was like, I'll drive him. And that's when Jack gave me money out of his pocket, went to the ATM, was like, hey, man, you know, I was a private man. You know how we did. We spent it all yeah. on alcohol and, you know what I'm saying? And pizza. <laughs> and pizza. <laughs> so, so I didn't have any money, man. Um, but... You know, she was in a coma, so I came home. I remember coming home, and um, my sister, everybody was home, and, you know, 
my sister here who's here right now was like, um, she just went into Tacoma, like literally like last night before you got here. Like she just went to a coma, or maybe two nights or something like that. But she was like, she just fell into a coma. So I'm like, can she talk? You know what I'm saying? I don't know about none of this shit, man. And I'm like losing my mind crying and shit. And I remember holding her hand and you know, she, bro, like she jumped up out of nowhere. It scared the fuck out of me. Mm. Like it scared the fuck out of me. But I don't think she was too. She just woke up, did what, you know what I'm saying? Like looked around for a minute, laid back down. And that was like, you know what I'm saying? She just went back in her coma or whatever, man. And then, you know what I'm saying? A couple of days went by and all that shit. And um, I I was out doing something. I, I had to get some medication for something. And I was out, like, I, I was out at the VA actually trying to get some medication. Um, and um, and um, they called me back and they're like, yo, like, like she had a cardiac arrest, you know what I mean? So like when I get back, they, uh, um, we were deciding on, we were, you know what I'm saying? We were all talking about it as a family, but my brother-in-law ultimately had the, you know what I'm saying, had, had the ultimate choice. But you see, we were all talking about unplugging her, you know what I mean? And like my, my, my main question at the time was like, yo, like why not continue to try, but is she in pain? And they're like, you know what I mean? Like she's medicated, but you know what I'm saying? I remember talking to my sister here and talking to other family. They're like, she's in pain, dude, like deep inside. Like, you know what I mean? So like the whole thing for me and for my family was more like, we don't want her to be in pain anymore. Like she's been suffering for, you know, at that time. So she was supposed to pass away in six months. She ended up pushing six months past. Mm. Yeah, so that's why like we were like, all right, you know I'm saying we got hope, we got hope, you know what I mean? Like, like hopefully she could beat this. But the cancer was so far, man, it was so far gone that that it was, you know what I mean? But to go back onto it, man, like when she passed away, bro, like I think I had lost all faith in like everything. Um, and I, th you and I have talked offline before about this, but you know, just you know about this, and and I know this is gonna sound weird, but it was at that point when I lost my sister that it made me more ice cold to everything else. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It, it kind of made my heart so ice, you know what I'm saying? J just as ice, man, that I was like, there's nothing, no death that can ever, ever surpass us. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like this is the ultimate for me. Like there's nobody close that I can ever feel like this ever again. So I think for me, it, it, it set the tone, it set the, it, it set everything for me Mm -hmm. For my future, for my future combats and everything that was going on, you know what I'm saying. So, it it was. I don't know, man. Like now looking back, you know, it's it, like like it, it definitely was what. Um, I I don't even know what the right words to use, man. Besides, it set the tone for everything else for me. Like as far as combat, as far as losing people, you know what I mean. Like, and I'm not saying that nobody's death was obviously anything close, but it's it's just different. It's my sister, you know what I mean. Uh, well, it, it kind of also puts you in a situation where you're you experience this and something inside you says you won't experience a loss that gives you more pain than this. Right. You know, it's yeah. like it's like this one is tearing me apart. There can't be anything, anyone that can pass away that would make that would feel worse than this. And that is how exactly how I felt like, like yeah, mm -hmm. man, you just you, you just worded it perfectly because. I obviously mourn and grieve and I still do for my Ranger buddies and Thibodeau and Chris and all those guys, you know what I'm saying? Just as, as much. But like I said, I've kind of with theirs, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I've kind of gone through the seven steps. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? maybe not completely, but I've gone through it. But with my sisters, I haven't like, that's just the honest yeah. truth. You know what I'm saying? Like I just, I just haven't. Um, I think she's made it easier for me to go through the seven steps and to acknowledge them and to, you know what I mean? And to keep, you know what I'm saying? To, to kind of move on so that I don't dwell on every single death forever. That that was just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Drive you insane, man. So, um, but yeah, man, I think the way that you just worded it was perfect. Yeah.
Yeah, because, you know, once you get that feeling of knowing that you won't experience a pain worse than that, it also can possibly give you an element of fearlessness. Right. Uh, so uh, it's 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 a little it is a little difficult to explain uh, because you kind of have to have lost someone and be in a position of combat as well. Yes. And it's funny that you say that, man, because, you know, like I said, her passing away and me dealing with it the way that I did. Because remember, we were going to Bosnia. I didn't know what Bosnia was at the time. We just, you know what I'm saying? So, like, my mentality was sort of close to what I was prepping for when I was going to, to Iraq or Afghanistan for the first time. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? My mentality was the same. Like, I'm prepping the same way. So, I think when, when you know, um, she passed away, um, it, 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, is it something like it took something out of you? Yeah. 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 Like it took something out of me. And like you said, the, the fearless thing, but more for me, it was like, she's here. I ain't got nothing to worry about. You know what I mean? Like she's here with yeah. me. Things have happened. I'm gonna tell you right now, things have fucking happened where I was like, I know fucking damn well that was her. You know what I mean? And yeah. I'm like, I count yeah. my blessings and I go, fuck. But at, after time went on, I felt like she was there all the time that you, like you said, I started beginning a little more cocky, a little more, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, maybe not taking cover when I'm supposed to, maybe not, you know what I mean? Just, just cause you're like, I'm good. Yeah. There, there is a sense? word for it. Right. I just cannot remember what that word is. I, I know exactly what you, it's kind of, it's not like you're walking in the middle with your hands up kind of, no, but it's, no, 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 no. I would, I would never do that, but yeah, you know, there were certain things that I, I did that I know, I shouldn't have done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not just SOP, not just, you know, um, um, uh, so like, so you shouldn't throw a frag five meters away from you. You should you know, kind of give it a little more space. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of makes you a little more, like you said, man, a little more, uh, a little more, a little bit of fearlessness, a little more fearlessness, man. And, and I, I, you know, and, that could be what God had planned and what she had planned. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? I can't speak for that, but I do know that things were different for me and I know that I always felt she was there. I, I've, until today, and I think that's maybe why I haven't, I, I, I don't want to go through all the seven steps yet with her. I think, because yeah. I think once I complete it or once I feel like, <sighs> all right, I've, I've grieved through hers, that I mm -hmm. feel maybe, you know, like not, not talking about it, I think maybe subconsciously, I feel like if I go through it all, she's gonna go away. Like that, that, mm -hmm. that protection that what I feel is her being next to me all the time is not gonna be there anymore, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I, so I think I just hold on to her, I hold on to her and to hold on to everything a little, uh, a little bit longer. So it seems like you're saying to start the process will be accepting, which yes. will in turn that feeling that she's always with you in spirit won't be there anymore. Yes. And there is a part of I you that that loves that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure, man. Yep. yep. I couldn't have worded it any better, but yeah, that's, that's <laughs> no, no, for that's exactly why I don't is, is because I feel like if I do, she's like, I'm going to lose her, but I know I'm not, but that's just the feeling. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, man, how about you, brother? That was kind of, uh, whoo, whoo. no, no, that was, that was beautiful. You made it through it. Most importantly, because I'm like, if he lose it, I'm going to lose it too. And then I we're going to have to start over or pause. Uh, I love you, man. I was trying. <laughs> I was trying, bro. Uh, so for me, um, when I was younger, which happens a lot uh, in my culture sometimes, but you know, my mother had me when she was young. So yep. 
she just wanted to still live her best life as best she could. So whenever she would go out and live her best life, she would send me to my great grandparents' house. Uh, And my aunt Clara lived there as well. So my great grandparents got married when they were like in their fifties, I think. Right. It was like their third marriage is that type of stuff. Right. Um, But they practically raised me on the weekend. Anytime school was out, I was with them. Right. And all of the attention that I wanted as a child, I was able to get from them. Right. Because I was basically the only child there with, you know, some adult who give me everything I want, all the candy and toys I could possibly (laughs) think of. Spoiled, man. Um, And they just, they taught me more than they could have ever imagined. Right. And a big portion of who I am today is legitimately from watching my great grandfather and how him and my great grandmother interacted and my aunt. Yeah. Um, But I lost my aunt and that crushed me, my Aunt Clara. Right. I spent a lot of time with her. That crushed me. Um, And I didn't have any time to obviously even process that. Um, And the, the days up to her, months up to her dying, people just didn't treat her the way that they should have. Right. And they treated her more as if she was just this old woman that was a burden. Right. And my response wasn't to help. It was to pull back even further. Right. Because I, I know how I am with what I can be with my family sometimes. Like I don't, I don't take no shit. You right. know what I mean? Right. But I didn't process it. And then next thing you know, I say a couple years later, my great grandmother died. Jeez. How old were you around this time? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, my great grandmother died probably, I think three years ago. Oh, wow. And, uh, and that one, you know, when people lie and say, oh, this person was the nicest person ever. Like my great grandparents and my Aunt Claire were legitimately the most nicest, friendliest, awesomest people right. ever. Uh, but when my great grandmother died, it obviously crushed me. And there was a lot of hoopla with the family and how's it going to happen and burial. And, and one other thing, man, like people have your, have your money ready when you die. Man, say it again. Have that insurance done, that policy, that plot, have all that done. Say that again. I know in my family, they'll put your ass on an ice block for a month. Your ass died. I'm, I'm not laughing because I know it's true. <laughs> Yo, you fuck around, you want to, you down Halloween, they'll have your funeral around Thanksgiving, and that'd be the same month they do everybody's birthday. You ain't lying. Uh, and we'll smooth get to that funeral home and ask, is there a layaway plan or they can split that damn check for that bill? I've seen, I've seen it too many times. People. I know, I know, because I've seen it too. <laughs> oh, have that money ready, because I know some people. I ain't gonna say who those people be, <laughs> right? But should they, they mama down Monday during the morning news. They be at the repast by the time Prices Right came on. Yeah. Like they know, <laughs> yo, everything we need is in this envelope. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm only laughing. I know people are like, "What the fuck is wrong with these people?" But it's because yeah. I know and I've seen it firsthand, and I've seen it that I go, yeah. I go, man, yeah, yeah." But yeah, anyways. You know, man, I've I, I tell my mama all the time. I say, "I love you to death," but don't don't put me through that. Right. Like I'll take the path of least resistance. Like right. Like nothing fancy. So have every. I ain't gonna fight nobody about nothing because I ain't even got time for it. You know, but I, because, you know, us being in the military, people say that they are going to be fine. And then, like, someone dies and, like, the family falls apart. Yes. Uh, so, but I'm sorry I digress. But, no, 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 you're good. But then shortly after that, my great-grandfather died. Jeez. And that was, that, like, two years ago. And I had the luxury of spending a lot of time with him before he died. Right. Uh, 
And he was a he never I didn't see him cry not one time. Right. Which made me not cry. And they he was in a nursing home before he died. And I went and I helped him, you know, get the suit and everything to attend my great grandmother's funeral. And I picked him up and I just took care of him. Cause I didn't want him to die alone. Right. Cause I knew that since he was like our, our step great grandfather, that people felt some type of way. He was a man. He was Jehovah's witness. They had a traditional old school marriage, which isn't acceptable in society as much as it used, as to, it be. used to be. Right. But they fought him tooth and nail over everything. And I advocated for him to the day he died. And they called me one day and they said he was at the hospital and he wasn't doing too well. So I went and uh, you know, he was kind of, you know, sedated with tubes and shit everywhere. And I just started sitting by the bedside and I didn't really know what to say. And I asked the lady, I said, can he hear me? And she said, yeah, he can hear you. So I took it as an opportunity to tell him how much he meant to me. Right. And how I know how to be a man because of the relationship that he had with my great grandmother. Right. And as soon as I told him that he jumped in, he started breathing heavy. So I knew he heard me. Right. And I haven't processed it. I haven't even, I don't know what phase I'm in. I mean, I'm like a tourist in DC. I don't know which train to get on to get to my destination. Sometimes I keep ending up right where I started at. Right. Uh, but um, what I do to, to deal with the loss of all three of them. Back to back. Too. I, back to back. I try to ask myself, what would they do? Right. Or what would they say? Or would they be proud of me? And I try to remember all of the awesome moments. Right. Because they, you know, they were in their fifties. They were retired. They didn't have to acquire a fucking five-year-old. You know what I mean? They didn't right. have to, right. but that's the difference between family now and family. Then family, then we took care of everybody. Yep. You know, your, 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 your auntie on dope will bring Facts, her kids man. over here. We're going to take care of them. Your mama want to yep. run the streets. You'll bring the kids over here. Your father don't care. Come over here. We don't do that as much yep. uh, as we used to, but I agree. I try to just honor them by what I know they would do if they were in my, in my situations and all the awesome moments and I try to keep their name alive by like telling cool stories about them right. and, and things like that. But I haven't started to process it and I don't know when that's going to be, but like it, it took, it took a win from underneath. That's tough, like, man. Back to back, bro. Like, like I'm like, I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, gosh, man, like that's, <clears throat> yeah, that's. Well, every now and then I'll have like a moment where I'll be sitting like in the Chick-fil-A parking lot waiting for my food and I just break down and start crying, Yeah, you know, or, you know, it, it happens sometimes, but it's but healthy, those have though. been the, the toughest ones. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. It's healthy. Sorry. No, no, no. no I'm just saying it's healthy. Just to let it out. It is. Now and then. It is. And it could be a light cry or it could be a smooth scene yeah. out of what's that anchor man when he when he kicked <laughs> his dog off the bridge. <laughs> I mean, a Chick-fil-A parking lot doing yeah, that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Windows foggy and everything. <laughs> nah, um, man, you got to. So. How have you, how have you been dealing with the loss of your, of your sister? I mean, I know you went over earlier, just, uh, but it obviously it still weighs on you. It does, man. But just like you just said, though, um, you know, you just said it perfectly. Like I, I, to me, the best way that I honor like my sister and all my boys that have passed away is to literally just keep doing the best that I can at everything and keep grinding to make sure that who they knew and who they, you know, um, who they knew at that time 
is the same person but growing even stronger. You know what I'm saying? And, and I, for me, that's the number one thing, man. It's, it's you know, like you said, telling the stories, obviously. But, um, you know, my sister telling me that when, when she was uh, passing away to continue on and just do what you love I can tell you love it you know and I was like well I can't let you down now like you know what I mean like I gotta do it uh you know what I mean so like you know in that now it's like man I accomplished that it's huge now I now now I just gotta go out and accomplish everything else after this you know what I'm saying after this retirement so it's, for me it's more or less keeping their name alive um keeping their name alive like you said but it's also just making sure that I am who they'd be proud of, like you just said. Are they, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Are they going to be proud of who I am today? Of what I'm doing today? Are they proud of it? You know what I mean? Or how would they look at it? Um, you know, I'm always looking at that shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. I think that's the only way and the best way to really do it. Um, but yeah, how about yourself, man? Um, like I said, I I I try to keep the stories alive right. and all of their awesome qualities alive as best I can. Because like I said, we've gone to tons of funerals and people were like, you know, such and such was a good man. And he right. like, no, he didn't. Right? He had a drinking problem and he hated his own children very I, much. I already know. Uh, but, but I'm sure for your sister, as well as, as my, my great grandparents and aunt, they were good people. Yeah, man. Yeah. And although we're not talking about faith necessarily, there is that part of you that questions Oh, I question the fuck out of it, man. That's that's that moment in time where it's just like, you know, you believe in the supreme being, yeah. but that moment in time, you're just kind of like, man, it can't be like this. Well, I think when you start losing so many people and then you, you're you seeing death as a whole, just generally, you know what I'm saying? You're just seeing death, uh, not just with people that are close to you, but you're just seeing it all the time. It, it kind of does start make you think about shit like why how why you know what i mean you start questioning your faith man and like you know like you said i don't want to dive into it but i i, I did lose my faith for a very long time after i mm -hmm. lost my sister um and then you know we deployed and you know like we talked before you always got to be turned on you got to be aggressive you can't be weak when you're in combat like you just can't like you got to be an aggressive motherfucker and, and you know i'm sorry if i hurt anybody's feelings by saying that but um, you know, with me losing my faith and losing my sister and then combat happening, I thought you don't need, you can't have faith here. Yeah. Like, like that, that was, that was my thought about it is I'm in hell right now. And, and in order to be in hell, I have to be just like all these other motherfucking demons out here. And I got, you know what I mean? I got to fight the same way they fight. I got to be yeah. on the same mindset. I got to be on, you know what I'm saying? On point. Um, and I think that was just a result of just, just the back and back and back and back and forth of just shit just happening. And then you're just like, how can all this be happening if it's, you know what I'm saying? If there is, but that's for a whole nother subject, man. Well, yeah, I it, agree with you. I know when we do these podcasts, I always quote a, a, a song or something, but I, I'm going to quote Pink Floyd again. Yeah. You know, a, a song called Comfortably Numb. You know, and for you guys who haven't heard it, listen to it. It'll, it'll describe the process of, of being numb because of something that's something, something that has occurred. Um, but let me ask you this. What's like your fondest or your, your funniest, most memorable thing with or about your sister? <laughs> I mean, there's many, man, but, uh, um, well, the fondest or the, the funniest, I'm gonna go with the funniest. Um, cause I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. Every moment was, was, was very fond. Every moment that I ever spent with her, um, you know, and, and, and not to regress from your question or not to get sidetracked from your question, but you know, that's one thing later on as, as, as like my life went on and like I lost faith and kind of regained it back a little bit, you know what I'm saying? 
I did think in my mind, like, God brought my sister in my life for a reason and took her away for a reason because the whole time that, like, I never hated her. We never fought about anything. We, you know what I'm saying? It was it was that weird dynamic where it was just nothing but love and, and fun. You know what I mean? And like, And that just brought me, as soon as you asked, I was, I was like, man, like, we never really got into it like that. Like, did I cuss her out every now and then? You know what I'm saying? Like, but we never were like these brother and sisters where it was like a feud for a long time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like I told you, <laughs> Like, like, like how I told you, uh, you know, at school they used to think she was like my mom. You know what I mean? Because she would come mm-hmm. out of my conferences and shit. And I remember, I, I remember I got in trouble at school, like some serious shit. And back then they used to give you like, you know, you know for us they'd give us a yellow slip with what you did and it's checked, and you got to take it back to your parent. You got to get it signed. Mm-hmm. I remember I had got like two or three of them in a week, and I remember on like the second one, I went to go. Um, I went to go um, wake her up. You know what I'm saying? She flipped out on me. So she signed it. So she signed it. So so she signed it still. Cussed me out, signed it. And shortly after that, man, we had a a parent-teacher conference, but she didn't go. I don't know. She didn't go, but she didn't go. So the teachers are like, where's your mom? And I'm here with my African parents who barely speak English. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting here like, this is my mom right here. Like, not wanting to bust my sister out because we're all going to get in trouble. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so the teacher's telling my parents about all the shit I've been doing, getting in trouble. And they're like, well, you guys have been signing. My parents were like, we don't know what you're talking about. Oh. But I'm translating because my parents don't speak that English. So I'm like lying as I'm translating. <laughs> Ooh, smart move but, on your feet. But but my dad figured it out. My dad figured I came back home, bro. We all got cussed out. Like, me and my old sister got cussed the fuck out. <laughs> And dude, I did that so many fucking times. Like, it, like after a while, like my parents, I think were just like, "You take care of him. Like, you want to deal with his fuck. Like, like we can't, you can't let him go off of trouble when we go to his parent teacher conference. And we don't know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so it was, yeah, man. But yeah, man, that that, that was one of my, I mean, you know, saying like one of the things that just quickly popped up in my mind, man. But a lot of good things, man. How about you? Uh, my fondest memory actually involves it involves them but it also involves an uncle of mine um i first and foremost since my grandparents great-grandparents and aunt were older than me uh we used to have these gatherings at their house family gatherings they would host and they would drink and they would dance and all that other stuff they used to like to drink bacardi dark was their thing right but um i ended up moving with them at some point and i like, needed a bike like permanently yeah. Okay. You know, I don't want to live here anymore. I want to live with my grandparents. Kind of thing. <laughs> I always end up going back home. But um, I did that so with I my went, sister, by the way. <laughs> exa- exactly. There you go. I don't like you here. I'm going to live with my sister. Uh, so I said, uh, they said, sure, you can move here. Yeah. Perfect. You know, I had my own room, everything. So they, they say, well, you need a bike to get to the bus station or to get to the bus stop. So right. fine. So they went, they took me to this place called Sears. Uh, right. And they let me pick out exactly which bike I wanted. Yeah. Uh, grandma had the good credit. So she had a credit card to every major <laughs> department store that lived. Right. Your first person ever told me about credit. But anyway, um, they brought me this bike. And my grandmother, great grandma said to me, don't let Darnell borrow your bike. Right. Because Bar- Darnell had other, he had addictions in his life. Ah. So 
that, thing, came, that, that, that thing was about to be cashed in for some Yeah. So he came over one day. He said, Timmy, you know what I mean? Borrow your bike. I'm about to go down the street. I said, okay, cool. But you're going to come back, right? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to come back, you know, friend down the street, right down the hill, right, right down there. I said, okay, cool. It's like maybe two o'clock. Right. Three o'clock come along, four o'clock come along. They come home. They just kind of like, hey, how's it going? And I'm like, just as long as they don't ask about the bike. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they didn't. So it's six o'clock. I walk down the hill. I'm like, y'all seen Darnell? They're like, nah, we ain't seen him. He ain't been around here in like two, three days. Now it's starting to set in. And I remember my great grandmother telling me, you boy, you remember nothing else. I tell you, don't you let that Darnell buy your bike. You ain't going to get it back. Dude, was your heart pounding every morning you woke up? Oh, you just like- <laughs> it, it didn't It didn't take long. Like the next morning, I thought that it was just be on the, on the, on the porch. Right. And it wasn't nothing out there. So... My great-grandfather, my great-grandmother's name was Lily Pearl. He said, Lily Pearl, uh, well, ask Timothy where his bike at. Oh, shit. Because he, he came and asked, and I said, Darnell got it. And she came out, and then he just said, you going to handle it or I'm going to handle it? And, and she said, I'll handle it. And she said, boy, where your bike at? I said, I gave it to Darnell. And she said, and, and you ain't seen it since, have you? And I said, you are right. She said, and boy, you ain't going to see that damn bike again. Gone. But me being little Timmy, I'm thinking my next question is just going to go right the way I want it. I'm like, well, can we go to Sears and get another? <laughs> Hell no, boy. Hell no, anybody on another bike. That's what she's, before I could finish this, first, first she turned her head a couple degrees. Uh-huh. Like, did his boy just ask me, before I could finish it, Hell no, anybody on another bike. You can't take care of the one you got. I told you not to let the boy buy the damn bike. She went, she said her piece. And I think she saw, and that was like the one of the few times I've ever seen her get amped up. Right, right. Because she never did. But right after she said that, I think she realized that that hurt. Right. And she, and she said, come here, boy. And she gave me a hug and she kissed me on the head. And she was just like, it's, it's going to work out. Everything's going to work out. And she, obviously, she ended up buying me a bike with a hell of a disclaimer. Oh, 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 I bet. I bet you I bet that thing had to be locked up by a certain time inside the house. Like <laughs> Her disclaimer was longer than my time on that bicycle. I'll tell you that much. Uh, and, and she, it was a nice little sharp lecture real quick. Yeah. But that was my fondest memory of just of how awesome people they were, how yeah. they treated me and how they just taught me so many awesome things. I got one question for you, man, on that. Cause, this, cause that shit had me dying. Cause I'm gonna be honest. I didn't see that coming. What in your mm-hmm. right mind, in your right mind, did you think that you could ask for another one after your shit was just gone? <laughs> because they had bread. They had plenty of money. They had their retirement money. My great grandmama retired from right the there. IRS. <laughs> That's spoiled yeah. right there. <laughs> I was, I ain't gonna front. I was spoiled. I just knew they would. <laughs> I got tears, like, literally. I'm like, what the fuck is he thinking asking for another one? I didn't see that coming. I didn't think you were going to ask for another one. My great-grandmother went from loving great-grandma to sister, like, out in the street somewhere. Um, But that that had me dying. And truth be told, I'm still not over the loss of that bike either. Oh, I bet. Have you ever seen Darnell again? Yo. He got, he be having a lot of intestinal fortitude to still walk up to me and speak to me, knowing that 30 years he took my damn bike and sold it. How old was Darnell at the time? I'm just curious, like average, like, like just around. At the time, he was probably, shit, in his 20s. And you were? Probably like early teens. Oh, man. 
Walk up, walk up with me. How you doing, Timmy? Man. The thing was, the thing was, he was warned. He was clearly warned. I was. I was very much so clearly warned. Oh, my God. Uh, but it was a good lesson in that. Right. Which is listen to elders. Yes. Always. Um, you know. But yeah, it's that's that's my fondest memory of them. Like I said, I they were such amazing people. Yeah, man. Um, I posted a picture of them on my IG a very long time ago. Uh, you know them when you see them. But yeah, they're they're awesome. They were awesome people. I learned so much from them. Such a big part of who I am uh, today. And you know, I know for a fact that they would be super super proud of me, and, and I'm damn sure your sister would be super proud of you. Oh, for sure, man. Um, I got one question for you. Sure. I got a question for you. So for me, I've never been back to my sister's grave ever since, mm-hmm. like, we buried her back in uh, January of World War II. Never been back. I mean, I drive by it all the time. I walk by it all the time when I go to the lake. But I can't bring myself. And, and it's not even her. I, I just have a problem with, like, and not cemeteries like ghosts and shit. I just have a problem with, like, yeah, going to cemeteries and like it's just, it's just I can't do it. Uh, are you like? Do you ever go back and visit your grandparents and your aunts? Like, do you ever? No, I I I couldn't. I, I'm not even emotionally equipped. You know, it's it's kind of like back in the day to show good times uh, when the mother would be like, "Damn, damn, damn." <laughs> I I know for a fact. I mean, I was with like some of my siblings some time ago and maybe a couple months ago, one of them like mentioned their name and I was just like, yo, I gotta go. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, it didn't say anything bad. It was just like, yo, I'm, I haven't, like, I'm not capable of going to, to the gravesite now. And you and I are so alike in so many ways, man, because mm-hmm. it's, cause, cause I'm the same way. Like, so, you know, obviously they do, uh, what are those called? Like, is it called visuals when they do them every year? Yeah, like a like, little, yeah, annual thing. Yeah, annual thing. Like so, like I know for a t- for for a short period, like there was a couple times when I was around that time when my family was gonna do it, and I was, and I would be like, nah, I can't. Like I gotta go do something else. Like yeah. like like nah, I just can't. Um, you know, I had the same feeling, man. Like um, when I went to Arlington, I went to go visit some um, Ranger buddies there, and I was like, and I've never been back again after that. Like I, yeah. I just I just can't. Like I don't know what it is, man. Like I just cannot bring myself to go to a cemetery, and. Uh, it brings up too much. I'm the type where I'm, I'm either past it or I'm stuck at a stage. I just want to. <laughs> I just want to leave it there. Like I don't want. Like, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't want to open it up. I don't want to open yeah. up old wounds. I don't want to. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know, man. It's weird, man. Because mm-hmm. I have people all the time. I'm like, hey, man. So your sister's grave director. You want to go see him? Like, nah. <laughs> like, like, nah. I'm good. Like, hey, man. You want to go fucking visit so and so? Like, nah. I'm good, man. Like. Like, no, nah, I'm good. I think about him every day. You know what I mean? It's in my head. It's all right. Um, yeah, man, I was just kind of curious. I didn't know if I was a weirdo, like, you know what I'm saying? Just, 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 just weird like that, that, that I just don't do that myself. Or is that something that just other people also? No, I think for people like me and you, it's also the underlining line of, I got enough shit going on. True. It was my emotions. It's very true. <laughs> I don't need another leakage or another add-on. Like eventually we'll get to you, but not right now. So true. <laughs> That's what it is. I, in the back of my head, I can always Hug like, I'll look at a picture of like my grandmother, and then I'll be like going to look at another, and I'm like, I, I can't, I can't. Do that. Yo, can't do that. real quick, you know that thing that they got on TikTok? It's like uh, uh, you upload like an old picture, a picture, old picture. Yeah. 
You know what I'm talking about? Yep, and they make you look like you're like the you animated. Still move. Bro, my sister, I think she's here, and I don't know where she's at, but she sent me one, and then my my niece sent me one. Bro, I called my mom, like, don't you ever, don't you ever send me some shit like that again. You know, my niece was like, oh, God, I thought you liked it. I'm like, no, man, she's passed away. Like, I don't know. Like, that's creepy I got as enough, fuck. I got enough shit on my plate. <laughs> like, that shit's creepy as fuck, man. Like, I, I don't want none of that shit. You know what I mean? But some people, that brings joy to them. That brings relief. That brings, like... I, bro, I couldn't do it. That was the most freakiest thing I ever seen. Like she's moving and moving her mouth, and I was just like, nah. Like, nah, I'm good. Yo, you know, one more, one more story. It's, it's, it's. I'll be quick. Nah, you good? Shit, we got all the time. We only got an hour. So when my great grandfather died, right? I, I was debating whether I wanted to go to the funeral because I just knew there were going to be some people there that I, I ain't got. Right. I, I can't do it. Right. So. I was like at work, like in uniform, like at work. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go right now. We think of funeral. We think of, you know, casket, cemetery, all that other stuff. I walked in there and it was an urn. That's how I learned they cremated him. Oh, for real? Now you, now they, some of my family members had to talk me down in their lobby. Right. Because oh. I was about to bring the smoke because I didn't know. You didn't know. And I think he was the first person out of all the people that have died in my family since I've been alive that has that was cremated. I just didn't know. Right, 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 right. Uh, but I just remember them talking me off the ledge saying, be the bigger man and imagine. all this. I'm just saying, uh-uh. I'm about to go to the trunk. <laughs> we gonna, I mean, y'all about to piss me I off. I could imagine. But I, I, I work through it. And my mom always has this really good ability to like calm me down. Right. Which we're discovering as I've gotten older, she is very effective at it. Right. Because <laughs> uh, she know, boy, don't you don't you come over here with that energy like she heard in my voice. Uh uh-uh, uh, you better apologize. Not doing it, mom. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's how I find out. Like when I got there, they had cremated them. But this was a good one, brother. Yeah, man. It, it was you know um, it was a little emotional. I definitely had, like I said had to maneuver a little bit, but. Um, I enjoyed it, man, because like I said, I don't talk, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I, I don't talk about that. I don't talk about my sister at all. So it, it sort of honestly felt good to talk about it. And then, you know, as usual, you make me laugh a little bit. We laugh a lot. <laughs> Dude, people, you know, I would honestly like to know, man, from y'all, man. Y'all y'all know we're at IG because y'all got to think we're crazy up here sometimes. Yeah. Man. Like, like, it's just got to be, man. We talking about death and talking about that, but we laughing. But it's it's it's. Um, it's our form of healing. It's 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 our Absolutely. form. It's our form of moving forward. It's our form of accept. Uh, you know, accepting it. Um, it's and and ultimately, man, I like the way how you say things. It's ultimately, it's our fucking way. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. just you know what I'm saying. It's just our form. So, um, however you grieve, man. You know, however you grieve is there's no wrong way to it at all. And you know what I'm saying? And nobody says like Huggy hit it so perfectly earlier. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to touch up on it too much, but Huggy hit up on it, man. Um, you know, as far as hitting the seven stages, man, you don't have to start at, at uh, shock and denial. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you can bounce around and you might hit one a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so don't ever let anybody uh, push you into moving your grieving mm. any faster than you need to be. You know what I mean? Facts. You got to do it on your time, whether it's, you know, it takes you, uh, you know, a couple of weeks to a couple of months, where it takes you still to 20 years or to where you're not even fucking still dealing with it. You know what I mean? Like in our cases. Um, so, you know, just always remember that, man. And, 
you know, it, it, it's never easy losing somebody, but it also we also got to remember and tell ourselves that it is part of life and it is something that, um, whether we like it or not, you have to accept and you just got to kind of be prepared for it. But we, if you do know that and you are, you're willing to accept that as part of life, I think it makes it easier to move forward and heal. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just kind of the way I think about it, man. But yeah, man, how about you? Uh, you got anything for him? I'm sorry, my sister just... I said oh, she yeah, just yeah. walked in, y'all, and she just kind of threw me off a little bit. So, you, do you remember that that IG video I did about my aunt asking about the Pepsi at the funeral? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I did a video about the middle of the funeral. I was walking past my aunt, and she's tapped me and asked me for a Pepsi with some crunchy ice. Dude, send, uh, send, send me the link, will you? Yeah, that, that was my great grandmother's funeral. Yes, I, I got. So I got. She, she she was grieving profusely, <laughs> but when she seen me, her thirst needed to be quenched, and she wanted the hospital crunchy ice, and hey, not, hey. not the regular people cubes. But that's no, brother, I, that's the best ice, man. <laughs> she knows know, what right? she wants. She knows how she wants it. Know exactly what she wants. Exactly. All those pouches on that wheelchair, and she didn't have not one Pepsi, and not one of those things. Right. Right. Uh, so, but no, that, that's all I got, man. All right, man. Hey, man, I appreciate y'all tuning in. Uh, hey, y'all, share these episodes, man. Um, share them with, you know what I'm saying, whoever. Spread it out. Spread the love. Uh, make sure you guys are pressing the follow. Go ahead and press the rate. Uh, you're saying rate. Uh, uh, what is it? The rate? Is it called a rate? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So go ahead and rate it up. Um, you know, like I said, guys, we can't grow past this podcast if we don't get more followers, more, more downloads, uh, you know, um, and so on and so forth. So share this stuff, man, put it on your IG, put it on your Facebook, you know, send it over to people, send links to people, whatever you got to do. Uh, you know, just, we got big things planned, man, for the future of this podcast, the future of what we want to do for helping, you know what I'm saying, everybody. And like I said, man, we cannot do it unless we grow the podcast itself. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, go down the IG, uh, check us out, follow us, um, you know, check it all out, man. I appreciate y'all tuning in. I appreciate y'all support. Huggy, as always, my brother. I love you and thank you, man. Absolutely. Love and respect. For real.